Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Are you afraid of canyons, caves, or even crossing ridges? Hi, I'm Carl Mandrioli, and if you're concerned about strange creatures lying in wait, consider buying Troll Repellent. Carefully crafted with melted Nalgene plastic, shirt sleeve threads, and Derek's bad breath, Troll Repellent spray will send these nasty creatures back to whence they came. Check it out at trollbegone.com. Hey everybody, this is Derek, and with me today is the only man who thinks that it's okay to bring yoga pants and shorts to a 28 degree trip in the canyons, Carl <laughs> Mandrelli. You made it and you survived. Yoga pants, I like it. Yoga Close pants. Close enough, tights, yoga pants. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad you didn't get frostbite, so. Yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. your encouragement. No problem. With me today is Derek Somerville, the only man who nicknamed himself something better than his real name. <laughs> what is that nickname, you, you ask? You're talking about the slot troll? Slot troll. Slot, slot troll, baby. Troll. I'll be the yes. troll of the slot canyon. That's right. He, yeah, you nicknamed yourself. Like, you're usually known for nicknaming other people, but in this case, you were in a slot canyon, an awesome one, to be honest, and then you just yeah. start, like, like you started behaving like, like a troll. What, what did that sound like? It, you know, it's it was kind of just, it just happened. I mean, it was such a beautiful, huge cave. I'm like, it just seems like a troll or something would live in yeah. here. And I said, you know, I'll reenact. I'll create that environment. If no, I no, no, no. I know you're, you're describing kind of the setup here. I want to know what that actually literally sounds like. Uh, there's no there's no recorded sound for that. I mean. Yes, there is. No, I'm not I, I have that. recorded sound of you behaving like the slot troll. Oh shoot! Okay, well I guess it's gonna go on pod, so you'll okay. hear it. No, yeah, it's it. not. It's not. It's a. It's a video, so I'll throw that on. Oh, excellent! Our social media stuff. Can't wait so, for that. Yeah, it was brief, but it was good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so you're the slot troll now, slot canyon troll, and um, yeah, you kind of, kind of. Are you typically like in life a lurker, somebody who's just kind of a lurker around? That's a big word for you, a lurker. Kind of. Um, you know, when the time and the situation call for lurking, I'm going to lurk if I have okay. to. In general, <laughs> I will not. I leave that to you. All right. Um, I will give you a 10 out of 10 for creepiness for that <laughs> statement there. Excellent. And Excellent. All right. So, so we have an interesting title for this, this, uh, episode, pressing the red button in Capitol Reef. Mm-hmm. This actually happened. Like the button was pressed, but this might be a little bit clickbaitish because did you press the button? Wait, what button are we talking about? You don't. You don't. When I say pressing the red button in Capital Reef, you don't know what I'm talking about. What button are you talking about? 
<laughs> the uh, <laughs> you got all these code things you got going on. Yeah, it's it's not code because because there was um, when you first like pressing the red button typically implies some sort of an emergency or a situation where we might need to use you know one of the the Garmin in reaches something like that. Were you on this trip? Were you there? Because th- this happened. Oh, because of the guy. I thought you meant. Well, why don't you say SOS? I thought I thought red button. It's a black button covered. I, but, but people typically think of like pressing the red button as the emergency. It's you're right. It's not. It's like orangeish. All right. I'll let I'll let it slide. Okay. Okay. I'll let it slide. I'm right. not thinking on your, Yeah. Right. Now I get so, it. Okay. So did you press the button? Did I press the red button? No. We probably okay. <laughs> should have, but we didn't get that opportunity. No. No. Th- so there was an emergency. And we learned some things actually from the emergency, but it was not involving our group. So a little yeah. misleading, but you know what? That's how we roll. So <laughs> that's enjoy. how we roll. We're misleading. We'll get, we'll we get to that. <laughs> we'll yeah. get to that with uh, yeah some things we learned from the trip for sure. That was crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. So Matthew twenty twenty eight: The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Yeah, I was, I'm going to focus more on the first part of that verse. Jesus' life models for us a servant's heart. So approaching situations with a heart of serving rather than being served. Indeed. How would you say you measured up to a servant's heart on this trip, Derek? I'm going to say it was good, this trip. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the trip in the I'm regard. not talking about if you enjoyed the trip. I'm asking about... Like, well, I'm going to get to it. Okay, on, okay. I, can, I can reel it back in. I mean, you I just, don't, I just didn't trust that you so were going to get impatient. back to it. So impatient. So uh, impatient. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't believe you were going to get back to it. Oh, yeah. So, no, I, en- I enjoyed the trip. I, I, I found it very enjoyable to just meet all, obviously, the new people face-to-face. Um, we were helping each other throughout the slot. Mm. which created bonding which i appreciated um it was it was hard to watch you struggle up and down some rocks i think mm. uh, we'll get to that later though okay um but yeah all in all it was very enjoyable i had a really great time despite the cold despite the snow and rain okay um i thought we all got along and, and we had a great time how about you so are you saying are you referring to like being a servant is like the helping each other part is that the part of your yeah answer? absolutely okay okay I think there's a lot more than just like helping people up and down rocks that go into no. being being a yeah. servant on the backpacking trip. So I probably overanalyzed more than you did. But I, if I could grade you on your helpfulness, on your servitude for this trip, mm. I would mm. grade you an A plus, my friend. Wow, that's yeah. huge. No. You're awesome. Is that because I lent you floss at some point or... Mm. Is that no? Yeah, I, I, there was. I mean, I, I don't know if we want to dig too far into this, but just oh. kind of helping, just everything from you know, like the the intro breakfast and just you know helping with that to just yeah, you did a good job. You're, you're just well. I appreciate helpful. that. You set up the tent, it. I think, both times. Um, yeah, I don't know yeah. what you were doing, but I yeah, I yeah. set that up. I don't know. I was probably just hanging out. You were hanging, <laughs> <laughs> mingling. Uh, uh, now that being said, that being said, yeah. I'm gonna give your overall grade as an A minus, though. Oh, so ouch. helpfulness like definitely bumped it up, but there were some issues okay. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're gonna so where we're gonna go with this is we're gonna cover some things that we took away, things that we would learn from the trip. For you know, this is Derek's first backpacking trip to the desert, and mm. this is my first time going with Derek with a different group, to be honest. So yeah, this is this true. is kind of a lot of firsts for us. So I think what we'll do is we'll just we'll just hit up the things that we takeaways that might be helpful for others to to hear about and kind of just I don't know just in, interesting things that we pulled from the trip. Yeah. And then yeah, we'll we'll f- figure out where we went wrong 
or in this case where you went wrong and then you can tell me where I went wrong. Is that good? Uh, yeah, sure. So first one I want to share is let's just dive into this whole red button thing. So you were right. It's not always red. It's sometimes it's orange or, you know, black with orange lettering. And, uh, we encountered a guy who, who carries kind of the bigger one, the Explorer version of the Garmin inReach, which is the kind of the one you used to have. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I've been carrying this thing for nine years. This is the first time that I've used it. And so he was the one that pressed the button and what, so why, why did he press the button? What happened? Well, we had a, there was a gentleman who uh, we well uh, let me let me back up a little further. We were hiking toward okay. a uh, the the big slot. We'll just call it the big slot where the slot troll lives. The slot troll cave. And yes. uh, on our way, we one of our guys thought he saw a helicopter, and we're like, helicopter? What are you talking about, helicopter? Yeah. And sure enough, we had these people. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, helicopter in the wilderness? What? what? Are you, well, that's crazy. It's an airplane. <laughs> so, so anyway, a, as we're going deeper into the Slot, Colt, slot Troll Canyon, um, <laughs> we had these people coming and running out, um, and they were saying, "Hey, there's a guy who fell in the slot and broke his leg." And mm. so we encountered uh, some people coming out of that area who had pressed the SOS button on their Garmin inReach. Right. And so Now do you think that he, he this guy fell or do you think he was attacked? Well, that's, you know, it's kind of like Chupacabra and Sasquatch, like nobody really knows. They they saw that's some true. tracks, they saw some footprints, but the issue was we actually didn't we didn't know if it was he, we just knew that he was ahead of us and there was a junction right. also ahead of us. We didn't know if it was in the slot or if it was in another area because there were some precarious parts that were not part of the slot canyon as well so Correct. we didn't really know where that was correct um, but yeah. we did see two gentlemen coming out of that area with a backboard as a right. souvenir but uh i think we learned that the um once they pressed the button mm-hmm. uh it was about only, and i say only because we were pretty we were pretty out in the middle of nowhere it was only right. about two hours before the plane or the plane before the helicopter was able to get in there and get them out, which was pretty. And that's what though. I learned was, if you're in a remote area and you press the button, yeah, I know it's not universally true, but about how long will you have to wait before getting rescued? Yeah. And so, granted, there's some navigational issues with you know being in a canyon and so so forth, but two hours for a broken leg, like I yeah. think that seems reasonable. Now, yeah, we're talking life-threatening stuff. Two hours is not going to cut it, right? No, no. Yeah, that so, would be tough. Um, I would say one thing, I'd say one other thing I learned was, uh, and I didn't really know this because it's not really, maybe, you know, once you press the red button, they're going to come pick up, even if you're not the the guy paying for this plan of the phone or whatever, right? They're still going to come pick up whoever you need to get picked up. But you, you have to, if you press that button, you have to stay there with your phone at the, at the spot so they know where to go. So, which makes sense, but, um. That was kind of clarified a little bit to me. I wasn't really sure on some of that stuff. So, I also learned that your battery on your Garmin does not last. Um, yeah. So my Garmin, I ha- so so this is the first time using the, the Garmin Inreach Mini, and yeah, mine got zapped by the cold. Another story is colder than we were expecting, like by quite a bit. And so yeah, so mine wasn't button worthy at this juncture. And I and one other thing, kind of getting back to the red button thing, is one of the guys in our group was reluctant to press the button because he, first first of all he knew that other people had these devices so it wasn't critical that he pressed it but he says that if he presses it then somebody gets notified that he's pressed the button and so that will alert them to there's an emergency uh, right and they'll, 
likely right. assume that he's the one that's hurt right. him or him or his wife. And so I think that when you know, I think just communicating to whoever's you know staying mm-hmm. at home that just because the buttons pressed doesn't mean like I'm in trouble or somebody in our group's in trouble. It could be somebody that you encounter. Right, and that might be sure. that might be something to tell whoever you have as an emergency contact. Like, hey. This this right. could happen or this could happen. You know, I, I, that's something I didn't even think about. Yeah. So I learned that too. The last thing about pressing the button is that the person that told us they pressed the button said that they actually tried to contact emergency services through like the texting feature. Mm. They texted their person at home who was supposed to you know phone right. call right. the local emergency line, police, whatever, mm-hmm. and that was the least efficient way to do it because nobody could get a hold of anybody and simply just pressing the button was the fastest way to get that Yeah, just contacted. press the button, guys. So, just press it. Yeah, just just press the button if you need to. We so all there want you go. to. Yeah. Yeah, we, I kind of do. I kind of want to press a button now. I do too. And see what happens. Yeah. All right, so that's my first one. That was kind of a long one, but I think that relates. I think that was important to talk about because we, we definitely learned a lot in that situation. I think we went back and forth with like two or three things each on that one, yeah. but I got some more random stuff too that I learned. Okay. So what do, you, what do you got? You got something random you want to... That, was, that was the first one on my list. Oh, okay. I got well, some random. That, that was like probably the most intense thing in my list. I definitely got some other ridiculous things. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm on like number two or three. So right. let's let's dive in. Go ahead. Uh, I, on a more personal level, I was quickly reminded um, in this cold, freezing weather that uh, gloves are not going to cut it to keep my hands warm. I need to bring the mittens. The mittens. We just did an episode where you said don't bring gloves. Now you not only want to bring gloves, you want mittens. No, 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 no. If I, I brought them intentionally for this trip because I knew it was going to be like below 30 or whatever. Okay. So if I am on a trip like that, then I'm going to bring mittens, mm. not gloves. But 99.99% of the time, I'm not bringing them at all. Okay. Well, and, so. and honestly, I've been to the, you know, this region you know, two out of the last three years around this time, really even earlier in April, and it was pretty darn warm. Yeah. And so this was kind of an anomaly, I don't know, at least from my experience, an anomaly for how cold it got. And we were debating going someplace entirely different. We were debating going to Death Hollow in the yeah. Escalante zone, and that would have involved us getting right. into water with Ugh. some pretty cold weather, rain and such. And so that, that we were, I was thankful that we chose this trip. So anyway, uh, okay. So on my list, I've got a, kind of a random one. The structure of this trip, just the way that Capital Reef works, is we did kind of two out and back sort of trips with a, I don't know, like a shuttle car ride in between. So right. we were able to reload and you know re-nourish and all that stuff. And so not ideal setup for a trip, but we didn't know everybody that was going. We didn't know their capabilities. There was there's some obstacles that we had to, that we encountered. We didn't know if people were up for those or if right. that was gonna be an issue. So we just kind of played it safe. Anyway, right. you gave me some chips. It was like, what are they, vegan chips? It was like pulp brand? Vegan chips, barb, I think they were barbecue vegan? Okay. Is that what it was? Yeah. 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 You gave me like a whole bag of them. And you loved them? The ch- Here's what I found shocking. When you yeah. buy any other brand of chip and you buy a bag of yeah. them and you open the bag and they're like, yeah. the bag is half full, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then they always yeah. say, oh, because it settles like the chips settle in the bag and the rest is air and that's just like it was full when we loaded it but then through transport or whatever it settles and you're like okay right right, and so we've been told this line of nonsense for years right you gave me this bag of pulp whatever the brand was pulp and it was like loaded like to the top right and i thought i've been lied to by lays and all those other companies for years yeah they can't they can just put more chips in come on i know just just exactly put more chips in yeah, so if you feel like 
you know, like, like why is the bag half full? It's because they're, sh- they're shafting us basically. Cause it is half full. Yeah. It and is. they can put more in cause they're, yeah, they're exactly. So that, they want your money guys. Yeah. That's what I learned. <laughs> well, well, well done, sir. Well, I'm glad I solved that riddle for you. As you did. Brutal as it well, was. Well, not just for me. I think for everybody out there too. Well, I aim to please. Um, <laughs> I think something else I learned was if there's an opportunity to pack pancakes for the trail, you do it. Uh, Ooh, it's a okay. huge morale booster. I, I was thoroughly in, and we only put like butter on them. I think. Um, mm-hmm. That's it was efficient. A, it was a real treat. I'm just gonna say that. So here's the here's the deal. Yeah. Derek makes his decision kind of last minute, and so I was like, yeah, like I'll throw in a pan, but I had like an old school pan, so I had to use the pot gripper that I hate bringing. The one I've, yeah. I just recently said I'd never want to bring. <laughs> I ended up bringing it. So as a result, I did like the pancakes as well. So I'm with you on yeah. that one. I I ended up buying you know, like an MSR Did you? lightweight pan for future trips that has the handle so we don't have to do the, do the pot grip. Hallelujah. Anymore. So bought it. Yeah. It's already purchased. I yes. knew I'd suck you in. Yes. Yes, you got me. We'll, so we'll bring pl- some chocolate chips next time. We'll go we'll go crazy. It'll be great. Right. So. Um I made I don't know if you're gonna point this mistake out, but I, I definitely made a couple mistakes on this trip. And I typically use a particular sleeping pad and yeah. I kind of brought like a more luxurious one mm-hmm. and I threw my chair kit in rather than bringing the, the backpacking chair. Yeah. I did not test out the chair kit with a new pad. I just assumed because they were similar pads. I just assumed it would fit and it did not fit. Uh, let me ask you a question. Have we ever talked about the importance of testing gear before a trip? Is that never? Never. never. Oh, OK. Never. Because that's a no. lie. Um, okay, so this is was this on yeah. your list. No, this was not on my list. So you can talk all you want about. <laughs> so you're it. you're just you're just um, soaking in the glory. Oh, of this is right just here. this is just cherries on top right now. <laughs> okay. Cherries on top. <laughs> yeah, when you right. when I saw you like throw your chair kit straps and whatnot at me, I said, "Well, there's some extra weight that's going to drive nuts the rest of the trip." <laughs> that gave me a little bit of joy. No. Yeah, like uh, nine ounces. Nine ounces of. Uh, yeah. We can get to extra weight stuff for sure. Uh, my gloves became extra weight though. So I didn't, I was like, there, we def, there's definitely some yeah. extra weight being passed around for sure. But yeah, I've got, I've got a couple of my favorite stories from the trip. Yeah. Do you, did you, are you have anything else on your list or do you want to dive into this? Uh, I, no, I got one more on the list. Okay. Um, I realized I for myself else. after all yeah. these years, I don't know why, maybe, maybe it's age, but, um, I think I realized I need to maybe get a second pillow. Mm. I, I'm going to maybe sneak into the, um, second pillow yeah. club. I need to elevate my head more. I noticed my sinuses were like lousy if the head's not elevated right. as much. And and I noticed that I need some kind of like leg pillow because mm. my hips started getting, a, you know, when you got long legs, your hips start bugging. Wait a minute. So, so you're talking about bringing a third pillow. Well, then. I think if I do like a basic inflatable, it wouldn't be that big of a deal and yep. just stick it in there. But okay. yeah, I might be doubling up the pillows. I got to I gotta go do some pillow research is the next thing. Pillows yeah. research. Okay. Well, we've we had Dan Becker on suggesting the Thermarest pillow, so maybe we did. And I was I was mocking pillows, and now I'm like, you know what? Maybe right, I was wrong. Right. All right. I, I, I got a couple more before yeah. I got some stories here. All right. So okay. vocabulary word chalk stones. This was uh, specific to this area. What's a chalk stone? Yeah, it's some of the chalky stones that break off of the Slot Troll Canyon. All right. We had some yellow ones. Yeah. Yep. And uh, those were kind of cool. It was kind of neat to see the layers. Upon layers with it. And Derek definition is the gift that keeps on giving. 
Uh, incorrect, my friend. Incorrect. What? Not what are you talking? chalk. It's not C H A L K. It's C H O C K or chalk stones. Chalk stones are rocks, typically large boulders that fall into a canyon, uh, typically a narrow canyon, and then they just get stuck there. And those are the ones that we had to climb over and uh, kind of correct worked out as a team building exercise. Don't don't pretend like you know what they are now. That you did not know what they were. Correct. I missed that on purpose for you. Also, we had <laughs> lava chalk stones that were in there as well. So, yes. Uh, and that was the volcano. You did you did well did with chalk know? stones. You you helped a lot of folks up. Um, lent a hand. And uh, I I was disappointed in your chalk stone ability. Okay. Uh, up and down. I think there was one section. You feel like I couldn't make it. I was just worried about you. Okay. I said, you know, if I wasn't here. What would happen? You know, <laughs> would you get trapped in the chalk? Were you ever Probably. pushing up on my butt to make me go higher up over? It the almost got to that point. It did not. I mean, it did not. thankfully, some other people helped you out. But if 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 putting my ability to climb over the chalk stones down makes you feel better, then keep keep going. <laughs> I, like I don't need to beat you down. You did that to yourself this trip. So if that if that helps build your self esteem, it, it does. Actually, right. it does. Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about pack weight. We did the pack weigh-in yeah. prior to starting, mm-hmm. and I was asking people, how much water do you have? Some people said three liters. Some people said four liters. I ended up bringing over four liters of water. Yeah. Now, you were carrying the tent. Right. Okay, so let's pretend that we split the tent. So I'm going to add two pounds to my pack weight. Fair. That put me at 28 pounds right. and still the lightest pack of the group if I had half the tent. Yeah, you crushed it. Well. Let's yeah. let's be let's remember though. Um, you didn't bring pants. That would have added some weight for sure. Okay, we'll get to that. Um, but but here's here's my takeaway. This is not, I'm not proud of this yeah. because I because having more water but still having the lightest pack. Um, I know that some people were, were thinking we're not doing a ton of miles, especially the first day. Right. So I can you know pack some extra things. It's not that big right. a deal. But is this a visual reminder mm. that nobody's really listening to what we're saying about like lightening their load? <laughs> possibly it's possible yes it's yes. definitely possible yes. yeah now did now now did i have now as we were you know for the duration of the trip did i have the lettuce pack mm. no, no i did not i think i so easily we'll talk about that took over that afterwards yeah no i i definitely had one of the heavier packs yeah eventually so we'll get to that uh okay that, that's it for my list before i, I got a couple couple takeaway stories all right yeah let's hear the stories Okay, so one of my favorite moments on the trip was uh, night one. Not everybody was around, but you you basically had like a little bit, kind of a mini audience. Yeah. And I you didn't say this, but I'm just imagining you're like, because you're kind of standing on, on a rock. You're like, gather around, folks. <laughs> gather around. Hear ye, hear ye. I got hear a question ye. for yeah. you. Hear ye, hear ye. I got a question. Yeah. Carl says that you guys are early risers. You're going to wake up like before <laughs> sunrise. I know where you're going with this. Come on. Yeah. Come on, is are you like really like he's not? That's not right, correct? And they kind of nodded at you, but they didn't really answer no. you. But the but your impression or your takeaway from that was like I do not know what I'm talking about. No, who's you know it's cold outside, so who's really gonna get up that early? Right, when you can just nuzzle in your sleeping right. bag, right? Like like who would do that? And so you're just kind of like, come on, Carl, like what? Look at these people. These are reasonable people. Who would do that? I, you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. What happened? Uh, what happened? I was completely wrong. Um, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, okay, they're early risers. Maybe they'll get up like you know seven o'clock. That's like early, right? Yeah. You, right. I think you went out of the tent for to go to the bathroom or what was it? Something. 
You went out. Okay. And I, we heard talking. I believe it was dark out. I want to say it's nighttime. I want to say it was like five thirty or something crazy. Yeah. And there were people moving around. And then you got up and went outside for briefly, and it was like six o'clock. I want to say. No. Six thirty. It was like seven. Seven. And there was it was seven a.m. Okay. It was freezing outside. Freezing. And there's multiple guys yeah. that have their packs on fully packed standing up on the fully trail. packed <laughs> i was like burrowed in my sleeping bag like not right. a care in the world i'm like nobody's packed up. this is great no, no absolutely no. wrong it it was it was still nighttime and i heard um one of the guys camel cud was yeah. like yeah i don't know he was like sliding up and down the hill i tried trying to get his shoes on he was like yelling at his shoes yeah i couldn't get his shoes on yeah more on that story later um i, I just want to give a brief shout out to mike and jennifer for being that extra couple that was even slower than carl and i because if you guys weren't on the trip <laughs> we would have felt like complete garbage and and yeah. sloths so thank you for being a little bit no i no, i do not feel that way because that's just their, that's their way. Everybody else's that's style. Their way yeah it's their way now our the rest so if yeah the, the rest of our guys that go on our july trip they're now that now you're talking like the you know the lazy bones getting oh, out yeah. way too late yeah. right so I will say that, yeah, Mike and Jennifer were more in tune with us as far as like reasonable time to wake Huge. up. Yeah. So, and they, so yeah. So, yeah. okay. That was, that was funny to me. Just watching you just like, Carl, what's he talking about? And then just uh, <laughs> the next morning yeah. getting woken up at nighttime no. still. So you definitely were right about that. I was for sure wrong. Yeah. Here's, here's the, the next one. This, this is one that's, um, well, I got a couple more actually. Okay, so when you're in a canyon, when you're in a zone, and when you're with a lot of people, there's not a lot of places to go to the bathroom. So you no. kind of have to plan it out a little bit, and, and people were doing a pretty good right. job with that. So yeah. I had to go, number two, the second morning. And so, mm. and there's just not a lot of places, like I said. So I told, so I, I, no. I asked you, I said, Derek, I'm going to go down here yeah. in this little canyon here, take cover. Yeah. Can you please just make mm-hmm. sure nobody kind of heads down this way? And, that's what you told me yeah oh this is this okay I know yeah you're and you're like okay. yeah i got it yeah no, no big deal like go ahead yeah for okay. sure so i go down there and i find this like little kind of mini tree and i start you know kind of do my business and about two minutes later somebody wanders <laughs> onto the sandy hill overlooking my zone going number one and uh wow Thankfully, they did not know that I was there, so I had enough coverage. But uh, any predictions who that was? Uh, I'm gonna say Rachel. Uh, it was you, my friend. You, the person who's supposed to guard the yeah. area, goes ahead and then violates. What do you care that if I go there? Just... Like I'm, I'm looking out for you. <laughs> I don't want anybody over there. I'm not, I'm not... <laughs> We've had this problem before with you specifically. I do not want people <laughs> overlooking my look, bathroom. If you want to come, who, look, nobody does. Come nobody wants this. You feel free. Okay, it's whatever. I, I, I don't, don't care. Nobody wants I don't care. To. <laughs> I'm not looking. Trust me. It's not about you. I specifically said, can you make sure nobody goes over here? So and then. You lasted two minutes before you wandered over there. Right, because I had to go. Yeah, there's plenty. Okay, for going number one, there's other places to go. But you, but you didn't know is there. I don't think well, you're like. Okay, just, you want full disclosure? Here's full disclosure. Okay, is, this is you incorrect. Went, but go ahead. No, this is correct. For because I didn't see you, right? So I thought. So I went over there. It was like two or three minutes later. I was like, oh, you know, Carl's Carl seems quick. Um, I went over there to handle my business, number one, and I saw some residues of 
bathroom edge uh, on That's the disgusting. yeah of the in the sand. So I thought, oh, I guess Carl's already done, and he handled it quick. <laughs> wow, that was really fast, and he just left it there. Interesting. <laughs> so I'm gonna walk around this other area and handle my business. Because clearly <laughs> Carl's crazy. already done. So yeah. I thought you were already done. Oh my gosh. Because I saw two minutes in the sand. We've gone we've been backpacking all the time. You know that I take longer than well, your average person. I clearly I wasn't and... going number one, I was going number two, and thank you for thank you for increasing the grossness factor of the story. I appreciate that. Well, how many times are you gonna tell me you're gonna go do that and then I see something and then it's still not yours? Like how many was that how often does that happen? Well, Exactly. I think that with the group that we were with, and there's not that many areas to go, I think that that was that could have been expected. But the reason why I know that you didn't see me was because you were going, and then you were you were talking to yourself as you were going, <laughs> probably. And what you were probably. saying was some like not something that you were wanting other people to hear. It wasn't bad. It was just like you're like psyching yourself up for the day. Like, all right, I got to do this. When I get home, I got to make sure. Like, you're just like, man, I got. A long oh, day you were like me. full full eavesdrop in there. No, I, I was there first. It's not eavesdropping. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, so so not only did you not do your job, you violated the very task that I asked you to do. Because I thought you were already gone. Yeah. It was an innocent mistake. Had I already been done, do you know how you could have known for sure? Is I would have been right back in camp right next to you. Not necessarily, because you kind of wander and chit-chat. You know? So I don't know. Like You weren't helping with the tent, so who knows where you went. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying, you know, new new YouTube video, Carl and Derek's Matthew Adventures okay. in Capitol Reef right. coming so up. It, so it made me think of uh, Glacier when we're climbing up this pass yeah. and there's no coverage. There's no trees. Zero. zero. Zero trees. And I say, you guys need to go ahead. I need to go to the bathroom. Please don't look back. You guys continue ahead. You get up <laughs> to the saddle. I'm still going. And then you're like, let's go look down from the saddle at this glorious view and then take pictures while Carl's going to the bathroom. That How is... long does it take? You know, there's another time where we were coming back up from uh, uh, in Yosemite, Tuolumne Meadows, I think it was something like that. We were coming up the hill, and I'm like, I gotta go, but there's like burnt tree stumps, and that's it. And it was nothing. There's right. nothing else. So I went behind a burnt tree stump, did my thing. You guys were coming up the hill. I had to turbo number two it, and mm. right as I finished, you guys are like right, right on me. Yeah. So I and it was a gamble. You're gambling yeah. out there. Yeah. Well, but I still look back. Yes, I wasn't checking you out though. Trust me. Okay. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. So um, I don't trust you because you failed twice at the same thing. So, so I don't trust you at all, and I will not ask you to guard enough. the area ever again. Ever again. That's probably wise. Yeah. That's probably wise. That's yeah, that's so, fair. I don't want that responsibility. Not the worst yeah. thing you did on the trip though. So don't worry. I guess I'm worse. Oh yeah. There's more. Yeah. Uh, well, what's on? Do you I, have anything on your list? You you okay? I've been critical of I'm, you. My what, list is done. I'm done with it. my list. Is great. Okay. I, I thought you wanted to talk the about the fact that I didn't bring, you know, like oh, well, waterproof we'll talk pants. About the, no, we'll talk about that. Trivia. There's trivia oh, stuff. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So one thing, I so I have, I'm not fully 100%. I'm not, um, I still have some some lingering injuries, but I'm not somebody who likes to talk about them. So I don't bring it up. I don't make a video like, oh, I'm hurting here, I'm hurting here. But I did recently have a calf strain, and um, it just feels like my calf could go at any point. I don't know if you ever had a calf strain, but it basically like debilitates you for the day and you can't walk. So part, yeah, of, me was, I noticed that. part of me was thinking like I might be using this Garmin and reach for myself. And so that's why I had you carry the tent. That's why I tried to keep things pretty light, but I didn't really talk about it and really bring it up. And I, I no, yeah, I didn't even find out about this till later. Well, I, I've been, I've shared with you that I'm not hundred percent and that like I've been struggling for a year, you know, for a year now with some of these injuries. 
Anyway, so I so I wanted to say like I didn't want to make a big deal about it. I'm not trying to draw attention to myself. And so I don't know if that was my fault that I need to be like, hey guys, I need help, or if that was um your lack of awareness, whatever. Right. Either way, at whether it was you or seemingly everybody in the group tried yeah. to sabotage me nonstop by throwing rocks in my pack. Uh I did I put a rock in your pack? I think I put a rock in your pack, but it, the the pack was on the ground and you found it. But yeah, there were there were a few people that put rocks. I in was your pack. constantly taking rocks out of my pack. Some of them right. were pretty significant. One was over a pound for sure. Yeah, and I I think you kind of sabotaged yourself because nobody knew that you had an injury. Bodily I will share that like my calf after like towards the end of day one, like coming up over one of the chalk stones, I was like this might be about to go <laughs> because well I'll to, yeah you know to, and to be fair like they would come up to me and be like hey i just put a rock in carl's backpack you know blah 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 blah. it's like oh right. sweet right on you know yeah and if ha if you know if i had known that you had an injury or something i would have been like oh you know what guys hey he's got a calf thing yeah. like i wouldn't you know i would have something well, i haven't something. talked about it on the podcast but i definitely shared it with you privately so the fact that you didn't know that i was still struggling well i knew you had plantar fasciitis yeah, uh, you had ago. the uh yeah that was a while ago and then I feel like you didn't tell me about this calf until like day one. Well, though. the calf is it's all related to you know the hip kind of back, the back issue that I had about a year ago that that just has gone undiagnosed for a year with various efforts. Again, don't really want to dive too deep into it. Just the point that right. I was like struggling, didn't want to make a big deal about it, and you helped me by adding and allowing like additional rocks in my back. Well, I didn't I didn't know the severity though. Yeah. And so yeah. once you told me the severity, then I told them like, you know, I, I deterred a couple of rock placements you so, uh, you're welcome if you deterred some rock placements the fact that there could have been more rocks i'm not sure what to say about that because yeah. it, it was non-stop taking rocks on my pack non-stop like it became a, at it any became point a sh- i put my pack down and i'm more than 10 feet <laughs> yeah. away there's multiple rocks in my pack who started this whole debacle by putting a rock in his own pack i did not put a filming rock it in any of those filming it. packs packs before this no, trip. no 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 that's not what i'm saying i'm saying you started the shtick by putting it in your own pack yeah. and trying to prank me yeah. so it became this thing right or they wanted to put a rock in your pack so you shot yourself in the foot there that's uh, all i'm gonna say yeah or but, you, so that's one way to look at it for sure another way to look at it is that um somebody is not a good listener as a friend and was not <laughs> caring that i was injured so you did not tell me the severity of this until later we, and then once i heard about it we've had this conversation privately well, not on the podcast well, but privately yeah i will true. I, i'm mentally noting that when i share personal details about myself derek's probably not listening so i will that is that. that is not accurate that's not accurate i pray for him profusely okay and uh that's true that's what i got i've got um you know when we go on trips i always like to to kind of find a thing or two to that we liked that we're going to bring again, whether it's gear or food or something like that. Right. So I got something for that, but you got a chance to try out a brand new backpack. Yeah. Yes. I did. This is going to be yeah, like got... your first official podcast review of a significant piece of gear. Ooh. I'm hoping, I'm hoping you're bringing it here. Uh, what was it? Yeah. So I, uh, use the, um, shadow light, um, sixty four was it sixty four liter sixty eight liter? It's or your forty eight. You don't know. Well, I didn't. I didn't look at the liters. I don't know. Okay. It was a Shadowlight uh, Arctic, I believe it was called. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the Arctic. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Okay. You you're. <laughs> 
Just keep going. I'll, I'll fill in the I'll fill in the gaps later. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's stop. Okay. <laughs> you want me to tell you? You want me, you want me to tell you Fine, what your pack sure. is? Go ahead. Okay. Tell me. First of all, the, I don't. Okay. I, so the brand is Outdoor Vitals. Yeah, Shadow Light. Is the, the Shadow Light's the, the model. Light. Arctic is the color. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you call I'm it like the Shadow Light color. It's called the Shadow Light. And it was, it's an Arctic color. I don't know why you're getting all no, upset about it. No. It's by Outdoor Vitals. I will let... And yeah, you, you were clearly saying that. My, my mistake. I was... <laughs> you jump all over this like it's like not known. I know it's Outdoor Vitals. I, I know that you know first? what it is. It doesn't matter that you know. You have to communicate that. I know that. I'm going to explain it. Okay. I can't even get it all out. Go ahead. You jump I, in I'm going to stop talking. You just how, do, how are people your friend? I don't even know how I'm your friend sometimes. I'm like, trying to help you, and you're getting mad. You're like, I know. I, that's what I was saying. No, that wasn't what you were saying. You were struggling. I was going to get it through a different way. I don't believe so you. So that's what bothers you. I was going to say I took this. I had the backpack called the Shadow Light. Okay. The color was Arctic. It was by Outdoor Vitals. Okay. Okay. The company is Outdoor Vitals. I was going to say that. All right. Everybody, please rewind this podcast to where Derek was talking initially and see if that's what really what he's saying. You know what? I didn't even get to finish the sentence, Carl. You got to chime in. There's no point, Carl. You you (laughs) chime in before I even finish the sentence. Get out of here. Anybody who teams up with him on this is ridiculous. Uh, Anyway. So I okay. Let me let me do it the car way. Okay. I tried out an outdoor vitals product Ooh. called the Shadow Light backpack. Nice. Uh, see, that's how you would do it, and that's and there's more than one way to do it. So, the color was the Arctic color. Um, I love the backpack. It was very light. The frame was lighter than my own Osprey. Uh, there was a lot of positives to this backpack. The front zip down the middle made it very easy to access everything. Um, quality was sound and solid like you can tell like the material even though it's really thin is very tough okay so i like that a lot yeah and when you're in the you know when you're in the desert like you're kind of dragging your pack against canyon walls and all over the place right through cactus so so we this is a two-day hiking trip right so day one i used my osprey uh and got a hole in it scraping it on some rocks and then i switched over to the arctic went through some same stuff Mm -hmm. went through some of the same uh terrain and there was no problem there uh, no problem at all so i the only thing i really wanted a little bit better of was the side pockets i wanted them to cinch up a little bit easier but that's like a minor thing i think overall the storage is great the durability the comfort was there okay. and it even comes with that little you know portable uh pad that you can take out of the back and uses a little you know, seat on the ground, which I did. I used for sit pad, sit pad, yeah. seat, whatever, for um, breakfast. So, all right. So, how would you rate this one? Uh, I, if we're going chalk stones, which are the yellow chalky stones that you can write with, oh my god, and not the ones that fall in the slot canyon. You didn't like that creative <laughs> answer? I thought you would have liked that. Okay. Anyway, um, wait. What did you- <laughs> it would have been creative if you knew what a chalk stone was? I know what a, I know what a, I know what a chalk stone is. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I would give it uh, 4.5 out of 5 chalk stones. And wow. uh, I would, de- yeah, no, I would, I'd probably take it on our July trip if I can. Um, wow. That, okay, that's the, and that's kind of like the ultimate compliment you can pay correct. to the, the piece of gear is you would bring it on your next trip. Is that yeah, correct? it was good. It was a good piece of gear. Um, okay. And I like, okay, here's another little tidbit. I like the smaller pack. Ooh. You know, I use a 36 liter quote unquote day pack, which we all know it's not. Um, right. But this was a, f- I can't remember how many liters. I think you said 48 
or something like that. But anyway, whether it's 48, 62, 64, whatever, you can you can uh, roll that part up like a dry bag so it's not in the way, it's not cumbersome, and it's not going to be difficult to like right. wrestle it out of. And you can just leave it that way um, yep. and just unzip the front. So it was good. Would you bring this pack into REI to show your clerk and say, this is better? Be like, listen, Linda, this pack can compete not Linda, the guy. The it's guy Linda. That, is it? I don't think you're up with the. Linda's the guy's name. I don't think you're up with the current times with the listen, Linda. I think okay. a lot of people know what that is, but I don't think you're caught up. So, I'm gonna go back. Okay. I'm gonna retract. Listen, Linda. It's a comedic. It's a comedic thing that's on YouTube. But I'll say, listen, oh, okay. uh, listen. Um, you know, my little buddy at uh, REI. <laughs> Uh, no, I would say like, look, this bag is lighter, and it can it can do everything that the Osprey can do, you know. Okay. And I think he'd be a little jealous actually, because I think that it's yeah. a quality backpack, and they they should consider uh, throwing them in the stores, but they won't. All right. Well, if you guys want to check it out, we've got it linked in our uh, show description. We're, we're, yeah. we're trying to use the affiliate links. Um, if you are interested in anything that we mentioned, any gear we mentioned on our podcast we're gonna try to have like a top five pieces of gear that you know things we've mentioned throughout the season that we like that we've tried and we like and we will not put anything on there that we don't like yeah so so far we're we're digging the the shadow light and yeah ultralight path from outdoor vitals we're we're digging that so if you want to help our show out it is linked below and you can click on that and we yeah so we're trying to use the affiliate links on it yeah we'll see if that works i don't know if that works for podcasts it was just for youtube but um, if you're gonna like, like we mentioned before, you're gonna, if you're gonna buy it anyway, it's gonna be linked below with our other pieces of gear that we recommend. Exactly. And speaking of that, so this isn't a piece of gear that I recommend, but we had uh, Doug from California share with us something called Moon mm-hmm. Cheese, mm-hmm. and it's like a dehydrated cheese, which sounds weird, but they're just kind of like cheese crunchies. Yeah. That I mean, I guess it's just straight up dehydrated cheese, and I liked it a lot, and so I ended up buying some. That is something that I'm bringing on the next trip, and actually, um already got some and shared it with my kids and my wife and they liked it too so this might be wow. a staple on trips and you like the pepper jack if i remember correct he had a couple different flavors they have a lot of flavors to be honest they have like bacon yeah. cheddar they had you know some parmesan stuff and yeah it's it's a little bit i mean it's just kind of like anything with like good quality backpacking food it is a little bit on the pricier side right but if you're looking for more of like a savory snack that right. doesn't you know because we there's a lot of sweet backpacking snacks out there that are like you know M&M based or energy bar based or chews or whatever this is a savory right. snack that could be a game changer just saying so we well, got that link below as well I'm excited for you thank you yeah thank you okay so uh, we still have a few things coming up uh, we've got we recorded the last few episodes prior to our trip so we got kind of a backlog of some Bits and pieces that I like to call tidbits. Yeah, so you got some trivia too? Yeah, I got some trivia. And then we just got a reaction, actually tonight, but right before we started recording, uh, Ben from Minnesota had a reaction to the Splurge mm-hmm. episode, and he shared a story on MP3, which is awesome. Beautiful. And then we're going to wrap our episode up with sounds from the trail, where uh, Derek and I just kind of had a series of conversations with the, the awesome folk that managed to go with us in Capitol Reef, so you can kind of hear from them and all the you know the things that we found to uh, to be fun as well so indeed all that indeed. coming up right after this hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain your feet are carrying the load without the right boots you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge at midway usa we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier 
With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, what, what you got for trivia? Trivia, we got some uh, questions for you. And we're going to see and test your knowledge oh, okay. and see if you were paying attention to the trailmates that we were with in Capitol Reef. So, okay. question number one. We'll start. We're gonna start easy here. What item did Carl not bring that he desperately needed to bring on this trip? Extremely cold trip. Was it pants? A. B. Okay. Pillow. C. Humor. D. Mm. Nalgene. Or E. <laughs> A. Andy. What was it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how how closely you're paying attention to my demeanor mm. on the trip, but. I didn't complain about it being cold no. one time. Not one time. So if I'm not complaining about being cold, then why do I need more clothes? It was 28 degrees, and you know all rational people. I brought some performance compression tights that served as pants, Come on. and I survived Come without on. hypothermia. You, let's, be, let's get to the nitty-gritty, and everybody knows. F, F, none of the above. No, incorrect. The answer was uh, E. It was uh, pants and an algae. So Not an algae. Let's be honest, though. Let's let's get to the nitty gritty. You didn't say anything about being cold or the pants because you knew if you did, I would lay into you so bad, and you didn't mm-hmm. want to hear it. Incorrect. I think that's incorrect. Correct. Yeah, I was trying to keep morale high, so I was not trying He's to draw trying attention to, to the negative side of the trip. That is part like, of your character, which I do appreciate. On a serious note, however, who does not bring pants to a twenty-eight degree trip? I don't know. The compression tights, pants. Uh, incorrect. Uh, number two, can Carl properly cook trail pancakes? True or false? <laughs> I the first pancake that I cooked was perfect. Was it? And then it went downhill from there. <laughs> I got a burnt one, and then I got one in shambles and pieces because he didn't know how to flip it. Or he he basically berated me. He's like, "Dude, what are you doing? This is not thick enough on the consistency. You need more powder in there." And no, I wanted it thinner. I want, thinner, I like thinner you're, you're complaining about the ratio of powder to water. And yeah. I, I did fine, and then you did it your way, and what happened? <laughs> it was a disaster. Thank you. Disaster. Okay. So who knows how to cook pancakes? All right. So that's, uh, that's a false. Okay. Who, no, no, no. Different question. Who knows how to cook backcountry pancakes? Mm. You well. do. I can cook pancakes, my friend. I just need to practice more in the backcountry. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, number three, who did Carl, or no, who did I call a mountain goat in the canyon? Mm. 
This is really fun for everybody out there who wasn't on the trip because they're really going to identify with this question. Thank you for that. You know what? Don't mock the question because you don't know the answer. Okay? And I said this uh, right in front of you. Mountain Goat times. would be Nicholas from Pennsylvania who just um, – he had one of the heavier packs but didn't seem to bother him. He was just kind of climbing over everything. Is that correct? That is not correct. Now, although Nick okay. was very nimble and uh, ging- gingerly – Gingerly? No, that's that's not accurate. He was very nimble on the rocks. Nick did a great job. Uh, I was calling Mike a mountain goat because he was just basically floating up the rocks. Um, (laughs) And I thought it was quite (laughs) impressive. Okay. Mike is from Sasquatch, California. And he had the straight-up heaviest pack at uh, 39 pounds. So if he's floating up with that pack, then certainly pack weight doesn't matter to him. True. Hey, Mike, uh, I don't know. Maybe lighten the load a little bit? Something about. Well, he was one of the people that was suggesting that when you're going on a trip where you know you can kind of repack after you know you know he just was like this isn't a crazy mileage trip so he he could afford the extra. That's fair. I'll I'll give him that. Yeah. Uh, And final question: Whose bladder got a hole in it and needed Mm -hmm. extra water from one of the other trailmates? Needed extra water? I don't know that that I. Correct. That is the correct answer. You don't know this one because you were talking while I was setting up the tent and it was Doug's bladder had a hole in it. So I lent him (laughs) my extra water the next day. So, you know, what's great about that trivia question is it reminds me of a whole other thing that was an issue that you had that I didn't bring up yet. And that is uh, second trip where I think second trip in a row where you've shown up using Mm. the hydration reservoir and you show up with water in your pack just leaking that was not the reservoir leaking i don't i still don't know what it was what was it when you take out every bladder oh my gosh it wasn't the reservoir but i don't know what it is it could have been the reservoir. well when you take out the bladder uh the reservoirs and the extra storage and you shake them squeeze them very vigorously and nothing is happening i i couldn't figure it out it was a mystery it was a mystery and it everything in the pack was dry uh, except the waterproof jacket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so Derek shows up to the trailhead and he's like, "Look at my wet stuff that I'm pulling out." After I like that was one of the main points I made. Like I had these points of emphasis part of the trip. Make sure that you don't have anything that leaks in your pack. And he shows up. We have hiked not even a step, and he's like, "My stuff's wet." This is why I don't bring bladders on trips. I it wasn't a bladder yeah. though. I really don't know what well, it was. We don't know for sure. All right. Okay. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. What is is there any scenario where shuttle driver Bill? Here we go. I, how did I know you were talking about Bill? You were going to talk about <laughs> Bill somehow. Could he have squeezed Ooh. some water into your pack prior to the trip? Is that possible? Mm, you know what? No comment. And we're moving on. Okay. Okay. Well, we're sort of, sort of, because that's going to circle back. To, <laughs> says the man who wore. Says the man who wore tight tights and shorts in twenty eight degrees. Yes, and survived. Barely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks to his thanks to his tent mate who kept him warm. Okay. Yeah. I think it's time for a story yeah. that has to do with luxury items. And uh, Ben from Minnesota, here is his story. Hey, everyone. This is Ben from North Branch, Minnesota. So about 15 years ago, me and my best friend went to the Boundary Waters. We decided to base camp, and we were only going to be gone four days. So we thought, since we're base camping, let's just bring more stuff than we need. So we had a three-quarter mile portage to the lake, and that was our only portage the whole trip. And we had to make that portage seven times because we brought so much stuff. We finally decided just to put the canoe on both of our shoulders and carry it to the lake, still a quarter full. So we got to paddling, spent about six hours paddling to our campsite. 
got set up, had some nice juicy steaks, went to bed early because we were beat. The next day, we woke up, looked up about 10 to 12 feet for our uh, food system that we had hung, and uh, my buddy went to cut the rope with his machete, and when he cut it, the bag just stayed up there. Uh, while we were hoisting our bag up, the rope got stuck in the tree uh, because it created so much friction, dug into the tree and uh, got stuck. So there's our food just sitting there. And we both had massive headaches from dehydration and lack of food because of all the calories we burned the day before. Uh, so we tried throwing rocks at it, bigger rocks, even bigger rocks, uh, try and throw sticks at it. Uh, we finally resorted to cutting down a uh, about four to six inch round uh, tree that was about 10 to 12 feet tall. And uh, if you can picture Iwo Jima and the raising of the flag, that's basically what we had to do to get our uh, food down. And it took a couple whacks. Our food finally crashed to the ground and we were able to eat joylessly. And so that was probably the best thing that we learned on that trip was how to get better food systems. Okay. So, so Ben also revealed some other details about the story where he shared that I think the night prior, they, they just, you know, they were exhausted. So they just like had this massive food bag that, and the way that they hung it was they just literally hurled it into the tree, right. which made me think of Rocky, to be honest. And, um, of course. Yeah. yeah. So a couple, couple takeaways from the story. What do you think about using a tree to get your food down? <laughs> I think you got to do whatever you got to do. I mean, you got to yeah. eat, you know what I mean? So, so you're okay you... to chop a tree down to use as like a food jousting stick. Am I okay with it? No. If it's an emergency, yes. Okay. Well, Is that fair? I think he he's in Minnesota. I think I don't think trees are scarce there, right? Uh, Minnesota's well, not like California that just burns down every year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably okay. lots of dead trees you could probably use. Like, yeah. Ask Rocky about that. So. <laughs> so that so he also referenced bringing a machete now this is on a canoe trip and i right. haven't backpacked or canoed in minnesota but is a machete a common item there i don't know that's a good question i mean i used to have a machete um and it okay. worked good that does how does that relate and we use it well i don't know but to cut if you need to cut you can do it i mean i used one in fiji i don't know if do you, do you bushwhack when you're portage portage a canoe you might i guess i don't know no. i don't know the it's terrain foreign. i, I would, foreign to me. he sounds like more of an expert than i do i just have never i guess when i think of like bringing a machete i think of going through the jungle and i know that yeah some exactly people, yeah and and the, minnesota's not a jungle no and i i guess i've heard of people bring them in alaska too i don't know i've just never seen i don't know anybody that's ever brought a machete or needed one for a trip so i was curious that's about true. that i mean life is a jungle maybe you gotta weed through that i don't know mm. so just bring walk around with a machete yeah that's fair okay yeah, that's fair. Streets of New right. York, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, so Ben had I, he had more to that story too, but that was awesome. So thank you for sharing that. Nice. And uh, he said he suggested we we head up to the Boundary Waters for for some backpacking. That I could see going up there. Food for thought. I, I would check that area. Food out. for thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I got some tidbits, my friend. Okay. Um, yeah. We got a new Patreon supporter, what? Alex from Wisconsin. Alex and. Awesome. Yeah, and he's he might be the only listener we've ever had that actually found our podcast from watching our videos on YouTube. Oh, well yeah. done, sir. Well, that was really I was actually really excited about that. Look at like, that. Oh. People watch your videos, Carl. There you go. Not very many, but thank you for Alex for watching the videos. Welcome. And he he made it, he left a comment 
on one of the videos and he said um he's kind of catching up on older episodes so at the time yeah. he was in episode 80 he's like hey uh you, you said that if we leave a comment here we might get a cricket bar so do you have any of those left oh <laughs> i got it it's like from over a year ago that's awesome i might have a cricket bar somewhere did you find one no, yeah, I found some expired ones, and uh, oh, send them over. he's up for those. He's, he, he wants those, so I'm going to send them his way. Hey, man, crickets are crickets, you know? Crickets are crickets. Right. Um, we also got a new review. Dude, it's been like two months since we've gotten a review on the Apple Podcast really? app. And so you think that I rehash stuff, mm. and I tell you that I only bring up stuff oh, boy. that is prevalent, brought up by... People that are listening, and so all right, what is it about? So the uh, this is from Degrange seventy, and okay. he just has one sentence: the banter of the sleep pad makes me laugh, as it should. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. he likes the fact that we kind of circle back to the sleeping pad stuff, and that we're that I at least am trying to figure out the true story behind this mystery, Ugh. whereas you are just naysaying and like telling me to stop bringing it this up. This is like an ongoing saga that will never because end. people are interested. They really want you to come clean. There's nothing to come clean. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Lord, why? Lord, why? Why do you put this curse on me, the friend Carl? Yeah, I don't, I don't well, get it. I don't get it. You know, Degrange, thank you for that, and you're not alone because I think a lot of people are interested in what the the true story is. So this will probably come out eventually on like you know one of the more recent unsolved mysteries. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So Degrange, you've earned yourself some Cliff bars. Uh, we got some left. And well done. Well done. We have some of the like the coffee ones. Did you know they that those coffee ones Ugh. have like sixty five mil? Oh, that's disgusting! <laughs> that's disgusting. Coffee clip bars, and this is why it's hard to get sponsors, folks. Is because no. Derek going about somebody that gave us some free clip bars. It's Thank not the you. clip bars. I'll eat the clip bars. It's the coffee flavor. I don't. I do not okay. like coffee flavor. Okay, well, you you just made Degrange excited to get these coffee flavored clip bars. You know, I have other flavors too. So thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Um, you are definitely a sponsor saboteur. I'm not going to pull punches here, okay? This is the truth. What I was going to ask is, you know that they actually have 65 milligrams of caffeine in them? They have 65 milligrams of caffeine? You're going to get wired from that. Yeah. That's going to be a... Yeah. yeah. Well, I think coffee... I don't know. It has. I don't drink coffee either. It has more, but yeah. that's a lot for like an energy bar, obviously. Yeah. I like that about you. Uh, so thank you for the yeah. review. We, we have more. Um, if you are interested in flavored yes. Cliff Bars... Derek is selling you on reviewing our podcast. We'd appreciate there you it. Go. All right. Last thing is um, Instagram. We are at Backpacking and Blisters Podcast. We're up to like 45 followers. Giddy up. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. You and, and I just I just want to thank you publicly uh, for all the help you've given me helping set that up. I, I, I asked you for help and you just rose the occasion and just have given me nonstop advice for how to do this. So thank you, Derek. <laughs> Let the floodgates open. Sheer sarcasm right there. Yeah, I know. Let yeah. the floodgates Zero open. Zero help from Derek, by the way. Well, you said you had somebody in your class help you out. I Because you didn't help me, I was asking advice from people, and I've gotten conflicting stories from everybody. Like, hashtags do this. No, they don't. Here's how you include a video. Uh, like, nope, that's wrong. Like, everybody's telling me conflicting stories, and so I think I've got at least the basics figured out at this point. So you think your friend of the same age as you knows exactly as much as like the 25-year-olds who have it mastered? You, well, I didn't say that, but you have been on Instagram a lot longer than my one month on Instagram, so That's you should fair. know more. That's yeah. fair. 
All anyway, right. so so if we can, yeah, have a couple more followers, uh, that would be awesome. At Backpack and Blisters Podcast. Begging for followers. I like it. Let's come to that. We're going to close it out. And then after we close it, we got sounds from the trail. We got some fun conversations with the folks that went yes. on this journey with us. So um, thanks to everybody who went and thanks for to listen listening to our musings, our learnings from this last trip. Exactly. Guys, thanks again. Awesome trip. Awesome people. Um, that was a lot of fun. And we will see you next time. Remember, guys, if you need pancakes on the trail, Carl's going to throw them at you piece by piece by piece <laughs> by piece. <laughs> peace out. I want to fly. All right, Derek and I are heading towards a slot canyon right now, and uh, we're day two of the trip. So, Derek, how's the, how are things going? I think we're having fun. Everybody's been mellow, fun to be with, great conversations, ready for some more interviews, okay. and scenery. Nobody really wants to hear that, so let's talk about let's talk about the real issues here. So, what have been the biggest challenges of our cold and weather? Have probably been the biggest factor. Okay, it's been freezing. Gotcha. Yeah. You forgot pants, so that didn't help. I did help. not forget pants. I chose not to bring them. You're we- <laughs> wearing tights and calling them pants is not. And shorts, just to clarify. Ooh, layered up. I like it. Yeah. I would say that Derek's biggest challenge he's he's avoiding is that he showed up to the trailhead and we had to pack in a lot of water. There's no no water here in the desert this year anyway, and he shows up and he's got water packed and he's got a leak somewhere. He doesn't know where. He's got to wring out his clothes before we even start the hike. You know, it was a mystery thing, and we couldn't figure it out. Nobody could figure it out, and that's okay. I still got more water than you, and uh, <laughs> that's all I really cared about. So, Not a water competition. <laughs> <laughs> so, Derek, to his credit, he did, he did tough it out, which is awesome. But if something's leaking, you cannot figure out what's leaking. What's the solution? Just throw everything out and get something new. Yes! yes! Correct! Why didn't you do that? Yes! I don't know. I did. I took everything out. Not Every water container. The inside of the pack was dry, and uh, just the front of the pack was wet. Like, it was damp. So, <laughs> I don't know. We're stepping over rocks and trying to avoid tripping as we're talking here. <laughs> My biggest challenge, I would say, on the trip, I, I'm definitely not a big fan of the cold, but people that are on the trip, we got Patreon folk, which are awesome. They're loyal listeners fellow adventurers to our show and as a result they will not stop sticking rocks in my pack yeah you've you've chosen to carry at least four or five rocks this trip chosen yeah we put in like one or two so i don't know what you're doing okay so i I found and some of them are not very lightweight they're pretty darn heavy but yeah i'm finding rocks every time i stop i'm literally just throwing rocks out of my pack like, what does that say about you, though? There was four rocks in your pack that you carried a couple miles and didn't realize your pack was heavier. It's heavier because I'm carrying extra water, so I don't, I can't mentally determine the level of heaviness that it should be when it's a new experience, right? And that's the perfect time to put rocks in Carl's backpack. Right, so okay. I think I've shared a couple times. I'm not 100% healthy, and people do not care. They're just shoving rocks <laughs> in my pack. No sympathy for Carl. I'm here with Nick from Pennsylvania, and uh, this is his first backpacking trip in the desert. So, from your experience, Nick, give us like one of your tips for hiking in the desert, backpacking the desert. 
I would stop off and empty the sand out of your shoes. So. Empty the sand out of your shoes. How much how much sand have you accumulated, do you think? Uh total? Um probably pushing two pounds. <laughs> if I would have collected it all. So two pounds of sand, well. Yeah. Is it is two pounds of sand better than two pounds of rocks in the I pack? Think two pounds of sand is equivalent to like four buckets of rocks. Okay. So, well, yeah. so about the same. So and last question. Uh first backpacking trip with Derek. Has he lived up to your expectations? I didn't have many, so absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the bar was low. The bar was very low yeah, for everybody. It's par for the course, right? Yeah. It's about right. All right, so we caught up with uh, Brian from Ohio, and Brian's a man who describes himself when wearing particular types of shirts as a busted can of biscuits. <laughs> is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. Love the analogy there. Um, all right, Brian, this is your first trip in the desert, too. So what? give us one of your tips for uh, desert backpacking. Um, I think that uh, probably some water is a little more important than bringing a Crocs or maybe even a tent, but we're in a mushroom. Whoa, whoa. That's, that's some, yeah. Uh, so Legit. water instead of Crocs is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So go barefoot, but make sure you're hydrated. Well, you can hike without. You have other options besides Crocs. No, that's it. This is desert. You have to use Crocs. <laughs> oh my gosh. So on a recent episode, uh, Derek suggested that if I was willing to dangle gloves used for washing dishes off the back of my pack, that he would wear them for half a day. So. Very convenient because we had a trip not too far after that promise. And uh, how did that go down? Uh, I think it went pretty good. I found them to be very wind resistant and uh, created a lot of sweat, therefore warming my hands. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So warm, sweaty hands. Nice. Warm, sweaty hands. Right. So you uh, would you would you bring them again? I mean, if I'm going to do some rock climbing, you're going to get great traction. So yeah, I would do it. Okay. So. I tried to get a shot of him with his orange gloves backpacking. He was not willing. You were too late and missed your multiple opportunities, so that's, that's on you. That's really on you. All right, we caught up with Nathan from Wisconsin, who actually brought his wife on the trip. And this is actually my first time hiking with somebody, without my wife, and somebody who brought their wife. So what is it like to have your wife along and have her, you kind of bring her on a trip filled with strangers for the most part <laughs> and remember she is with an earshot <laughs> yeah, she is well i don't know i think it i think it worked out well it's nice to have a, a companion that you know well on a trip that's true but it's also nice to uh introduce her to some of the people that i know a little bit um like you guys so you would actually recommend it i think it's i think it's kind of cool yeah, okay I, I would recommend it yeah all right has, has have there been a lot of comments like in the tent at night like like, uh, I need to stay away from this person, or this person's making me feel uncomfortable, or anything like that. <laughs> like, Derek specifically. <laughs> no, that has, no, 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 it's not, it has not happened. She is a, a uh, person who finds the best in everybody. Oh, wow. Ooh. Wow, points. Laying points. it on thick. I'd say five points. What do you think? Uh, I was going to go seven, but okay. yeah. Had some drama last night. The microphone we were using broke, so we were going microphone this. We're on day three now. Derek's barely survived the cold. And uh, we caught up with Mike over here. Mike, Mike is using some different backpacking strategies that were interesting. Uh, would you call it you bring backpacking Tupperware? 
I think it is Tupperware and it's uh, really convenient compared to those two serving bags that Mountain House has that you never can finish. So you got to pack out an extra two pounds of food. So this way I get to have one serving. I don't have to carry the weight of the aluminum bag. It's not all grimy. It doesn't spill inside of my, right. inside of my backpack. Which leads me to my favorite question. What could possibly go wrong, right, with that? So do you label what you put into the Tupperware <laughs> containers? Would, that, would you be talking about the episode of uh, vanilla coffee creamer instead of the creme brulee for dessert last night? Correct, I- yeah. He was ma- making creme brulee. He was pretty excited about it, pretty fired up, borderline bragging. And then he realized that he'd actually rehydrated, it was like a cup full of like coffee mate. A full bag of powdered vanilla coffee mate creamer. Oh. It was fun. Um, I'm glad you're making fun of me about it now. I'll never come on a trip with you again. <laughs> this is it. And that's how our trips go. Derek, any reaction? Uh, I don't. I think he kind of summed it up. It was pretty perfect, actually. Okay. All, right. All right. Always deep thoughts with Derek. Yeah. So we're here with uh, Mike's wife Jennifer from the beautiful Eureka, California. And uh, we're on the exit. And are you are you feeling sad about leaving this trail? How's your experience been in general? And then I'm gonna like really press into you. <laughs> I've had a really great time on this trip. It's been fun to meet new people. That was deep. I like it. And you have easily the most giving heart. She's offered snacks from her ginormous picnic basket from to everybody. And um, Carl's been trying to harass her, but she just keeps diffusing it with like like an overflow of kindness car how do you feel about trying to harass like the nicest person on the planet Not harassing anybody but i do have a question so what percentage of your total snacks that you've had in your your vehicle has derek pilfered off of you oh i at least 20 percent 20 percent i thought it was like more like 0.2 percent right which is you know that's 20 percent so 0.02 sure. yeah we'll go with that uh, she basically threw it at me though, so it's not really taking. People. Yeah, how do you how are you feeling about um, Carl and the whole like you know image of this great podcast master and like you actually get to hang out hang out with him? Has it been what you thought? Yeah, I mean, um, Mike's really had a lot of fun. So <laughs> Mike's had a lot of fun, not Jen. Interesting. <laughs> That's too bad. Um, well, hopefully next trip uh, it'll be more enjoyable. Would you go again? I would totally go again. Okay. Even if Carl comes? Uh, yeah, especially if Carl comes. There you have it, folks. The most kind, patient person in the world. All right, so we're a little bit farther down the trail. I just uh, took the phone away from, from Derek for the interview here because because uh, you just heard the I had a rock there. in my shoe. Yeah. So, cut up with Camel Cut, Eric from Texas. And uh, he's always good for, for a good story. So, we were sleeping it was like nighttime still derek and i 5 a.m yeah we had 30 multiple people out of their tent at nighttime waking up for the day blaming it on like the time change or whatever i don't know and we hear somebody cursing at their shoes do you have a story about that first of all it wasn't nighttime it was 7 a.m and a grown man ought to be up incorrect incorrect (laughs) (laughs) we'll work on time telling later (laughs) <laughs> listen, listen, the Lord's nightlight, which is the sun, it was not up yet, and uh, I heard some ruckus. Um, but nonetheless, did you manage to get your shoes on? How did you get any cuts, scrapes? Well, there was a ruckus, so it was uh, pretty sandy where we were. Yeah. So I thought that I would climb up this 
rock and put my shoes on, dust my socks off, get all the sand out, come down the rock. Well, when I started to climb up the rock, I slid down the rock and my feet landed in the sand. Huh. And this happened how many times? Three. Three times. So the first time was pretty amusing. Yeah. Second time less so. Third time. The expletives came. I may have said some things I'm not proud of. Uh, you know, we all have, especially Carl. Well, uh, let me be clear. I love these shoes. They're beautiful shoes. I do love these shoes. They, lots of miles, happy feet. You told me these were Walmart clearance, is that right? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, I have one more question for you, unless Carl wants to ask another one. If you, you're, you're a police officer, or you were on the field police officer back in the day, if you saw Carl driving, would you want to pull him over and give him the biggest possible ticket you could? Obviously. He's from Colorado. Oh, yeah, he's from Colorado. Wow. There it is. Eric from Texas. Anything else you want to add? All right, we have caught up with uh, Scoutmaster Doug from California, and we, we've mentioned Doug on the show before. He talked about how he's going to be leading a kind of beginner backpacking trip, and every yeah, every year, but but I suggested Derek might want to join one of these years <laughs> to learn something. So if you, have, if you could give one piece of advice to beginner Derek, what would you suggest? I think the, the biggest biggest piece of advice I would give would be to always hike with Carl. Oh. Because then when you're together, you make a good pair together, and you'll always have a great time and enjoy your trip. Wow. <laughs> you know, this is what makes Doug so great is because, I mean, he, he knows how to soften a blow, number one. And I don't know if you knew this, Carl. Some people say he's an Eagle Scout, but I just got this information there's something above an Eagle Scout called the, called the Condor Scout. <laughs> and he soars above all because he just knows that much. So, Can you remind us again what the uh, ingredients for trail mix are? Trail mix ingredients are M&Ms and obstacles. Disappointment too. Okay. All right. Well said. Well said. The other, the other, one, the other one is if you have a bag of M&Ms, two-pound bag of M&Ms, and you put one peanut in there, it's considered trail mix, and you can eat the whole bag. <laughs> that is cliche, uh, man. Cliche, man. Cliche, man. <laughs> that's not a cliche. I've, I haven't heard. Of, I haven't heard this before. I've not. No, that's good. Well, Derek and I will try to turn those into cliches, though. We'll... <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Roger, I got a quick story. So we got, oh, we got Roger here from Texas. Came in with camel cud. Got a quick story I want you to react to. So, we got to pack water for this trip. Packs are heavier. And so uh, Camel Cut suggests maybe you guys share a tent to kind of shave down some of the weight, share the load, so to speak. And you agreed to do so. He said he suggested you bring earplugs because he snores. And I don't know if he did or not, but he also said that you woke him up every hour on the hour at night, reminding him that he snores. Is that accurate? That's pretty, pretty close to correct. I just felt like if I couldn't sleep, he shouldn't be able to sleep either. <laughs> yeah. You've I'm, gone backpacking with him a bunch of times, and you were... First time to share a time. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Also known as the last time to share a time. Okay. <laughs> but were, like, were you surprised that he snored? Uh, I was surprised he snored that loud. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it was the canyon walls. I'm not sure, but it, it was intense. Okay. Yeah. Literally yeah. intense. The most
most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Four in the morning. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.